Um, very, very warm welcome to you uh, for our joint worship this morning after a week of activities and conversations and boat trips on the canal. Um, with those who've been involved uh, visiting us in our community, with the Boaters Christian Fellowship and Canal Ministries and on, on the Waterways Chaplaincy, just like to stand for a moment. Um, and um, can everyone else just give them a warm welcome, a warm round of applause? Um, thank you very, very much. Do take a seat. Um, Chris and others from the team will be leading us through our worship this morning. Um, and we'll be hearing some stories and um, receiving some uh, blessing from them as they reflect on the week and talk to us a little bit about what it means to trust in Jesus, uh, particularly through the difficult times in life. Um, you might be here for the first time in a while, or you might be sitting next to somebody who you don't recognise because we're here in a joint service. Um, another person I'd like to just uh, congratulate is Uday and family who were here at five past nine this morning. Now, uh, <laughs> that's a particularly special mention because they're usually slight, slightly after quarter past nine. <laughs> And they were on time, like so on time today. Um, I wonder whether you might just like to turn around and welcome the people who are around you um, to church this morning. Jesus said, Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. The peace of the Lord be always with you and also with you. Let's have a moment and just recognize God's presence and peace with us. You might like to take a deep breath. And just center yourself again on the loving presence of God who is with us and within us. Faithful one whose word is life, come with saving power to free our praise, inspire our prayers. And shape our lives for the kingdom of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Chris. Uh, good morning. Thank you for such a warm and loving welcome to us uh, on the boats. It's been an extraordinary week. It's been quite special. And it's extraordinary... Uh, because of several things, but one of the key things is you have a, a, a centre where two churches, two different 
denominations come together and work together. And that is unusual. And I want to really encourage that because that is very important, a united Christian front in a world that's struggling to accept us. Sometimes people don't understand why there are so many denominations, but where you come together, it is phenomenal to see and very, very, very special. Um, We must do it more often and we must see it happen more often. That doesn't mean we shouldn't have individual times of worship because we all enjoy our particular style of worship and our particular relationship within our denominations. But to work together as Christians in a, in a society which is split and divided shows unity and shows love. So well done. Um, as I was uh, thinking about uh, this, we were travelling from um, from where have we been? We've been. <laughs> it is extraordinary. I'm not used to working with lectern, so I'm really sorry if that's different. But uh, we, yeah, we were travelling from uh, here. We went up to to, to uh, Langoffen, and then we went up to Manchester, and then we returned with our friends Paul and Sue. Uh, and came down. And as you arrive into Milton Keynes, you come across a particular area uh, between Stoke Bruin and Cosgrove. And if you ever get a chance to walk that area or get on a boat, you will see that it's nothing but countryside. And it's absolutely stunning. It's a beautiful place to be. It's peaceful. Life is full of ups and downs. But on that stretch you will find peace and you will find that you're in communication with God through his natural world, through what he's created. You just look out and you just take a moment and breathe in what God has for you. And I did that and that's, that was part of my preparation for, for the week ahead. Living on, on a boat is not hugely different to living in a house, to be fair. Yeah, we have to get rid of our toilet stuff. We have to fill up with water on a regular basis. But it's not hugely different. We, you know, we've done it now for seven or eight years. And uh, we've had some great times. And we've also had some not so great times. Which you experience in a home, don't you? You experience the ups and downs of life. Life on mission is similar. My question is, what is mission? And I think as good Christians... Every one of us does it on a daily basis. We go out, we go to work, we go about our lives. And if we're showing God's love in how we work and how we operate and how we live, then you are on mission. Some of us even pluck up the courage to share with our friends about God and his love for us. That's really encouraging. But don't forget that what you do is often seen by people. And it's taken on board. And then one day you might have an opportunity to share with that person when they're struggling with the life's of ups and downs. Just take that moment. Don't miss those moments. The other morning I was walking uh, to the car and I was in a rush and there was a young man sat on the bridge and I said, good morning to him, are you okay? And he said, no. And I thought, oh Lord. (laughs) So I sat down. (laughs) 
His name was Mike. And he was a lovely, well-spoken young man, but he told me his story. And I sat there and I prayed with him. I'm not going to share his story because that's his story. How much will that change his life? I don't know. I'm not here to see it. But I really pray that Mike will find Jesus in his storm. Life delivers choices. Sally and I had two choices to make. One, either we carry on uh, living the life we were with uh, a, a lovely home. We had a beautiful home. We had Carl. I had a good job. Um, I actually, this, is, this takes me back to it, because the last time I probably did this was in front of sixth form uh, at, at uh, assembly. And I felt as nervous then as I do now. <laughs> But uh, we chose the second choice. God, neither choice was wrong. We were still doing what was right in life with God. We were following God, but we chose to take the adventure of living on a boat. Sally helped me to make that choice because she didn't say no. Now we live day to day and we seek to share God's love anywhere. Waterways, as I said, are a peaceful place. And we have so many opportunities to share God's love on the waterways because people are generally far more receptive in those peaceful locations. There are downsides, though. And, uh, sorry. I'm also an emotional person. We love our family dearly. I've spoken to both my boys this morning over the internet. I'd love to be with them today. But I can't, because God's called us. And you know what? The boys love that. They really respect that. And that's an honour to be able to serve God in this way. So I did fight with that last year before we came in April. I was ready to sell the boat. I was ready to move back to Folkestone and live in the little fat that had just become vacant that we purchased with our inheritance going back a, a couple of years ago and the, couple that were living there couldn't stay there anymore because of the COVID and the financial uh, situation they were in. So they moved out and we let them go. We didn't hold them to any contract or anything else. And God saw that. And I said, I don't think we should rent it anymore, but I don't know how we're going to do it. And then we get a phone call from our youngest son who said, I want to move back to Folkestone. And I said, well, there you go. We've got that place. He pays for the, uh, for the cost of the running the property. And we have a place now when we're feeling, well, Tuesday night, we will be in the flat where we'll go and see our grandchildren and our, our two boys and we'll have a Chinese probably and we'll enjoy some family time. And isn't that great? God looks after us in every circumstance. Jeremiah 29. For I know the plans I have for you and they are plans to prosper you. Okay. We're going to have some time of worship now. It's a bit different to you because I know that uh, probably you do songs in between, but we're going to have a collective time, just uh, sing three or four songs together and worship God in that way this morning. Thank you.
God, that you are the anchor in our storms. And Father God, we ask that this morning, Lord, you be the anchor in the storms. We thank you, Lord, that uh, you're the mighty God and you're always there with us. You never leave us or forsake us, Lord, even though sometimes we do that with you, Lord, but you never, never leave us. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We're going to um, sing My Lighthouse now. And Stacey would like to do the action. I'm sure you do the actions today. Um, but unfortunately, our actions are a bit different because in my church, they made them up themselves. So a long, long time ago when it first came out, which is a bit shame for Rent Collective because it was never meant to be a children's song. But I mean, as great talks about in our storms, the lighthouse, but she's going to do some nice actions. So you can make your own up or just copy me, whichever you like. It's up to you. <laughs> just enjoy the song.
Hallelujah. Praise God. I've been asked to talk to the young people. I was told there was about 12. So the story I've chosen has got 12 characters in it. Well, 13, really. And I'd like any young person who'd like to come out here and help. I asked Chris to get a, to get a boat in here, but he, he has failed. So I've brought my own. And, um, and I do need to fill it with children. Now, if you want to bring a grown-up with you, because I can't really see 12 children here, but, uh, but if you want to bring a grown-up, please do. Anyone come out, because we're going to have a boat. All right? Come on. One, two, three, four, five, six. More, more, more. Seven, eight. More, 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 more. We've got a princess at the back. Would you like to bring someone out with you? No? Yeah? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten, eleven coming up. I need one more. Oh, no. Oh, no. 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 Yeah, we've got 12, 13. Oh, absolutely perfect. Come on, come on. Give him a big clap. Okay. Now, I need you to arrange yourself in pairs, if you can. And I want you facing that way. Okay? That's it. That's good. Okay. Now, I said I've got a boat here. Right. Here it is. (laughs) Can you hold that for me? Can you hold that together, please? Oh, Just okay. hold this. No, 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 no. Is it wrapping around Just hold it. Come inside. You're out in the sea at the moment. <laughs> okay. That's it. Hold it up. There we are. You know what's going to happen, don't you? No. You're going to be in the starring role. You've got that. Yeah. Hold that. Right. This here is the pointed end. Okay? In boating terms, we call that the pointed end. Yes! Not in terms. It's the blunt end, and we call that
and rest. And so he asked the disciples to get into the boat, and he got into the boat with them. And he got in at the pointy end. There you are. <laughs> I said you got the starring role. You're Jesus. Okay? Right. Now, uh, they set off and they were rowing. Okay? Now we've got a problem here. No, we haven't. You've got one hand on the boat and you've got the other hand so you're going to row. In, out. In, out. Can you keep that going? In, Now they're going through the sea and it's nice and gentle. So you are the sea. You're going to put your hands like this and you're just going to go lovely and gentle. Swoosh. The Red Sea. In, out, in, out, in, out. The part of the Red Sea, literally. Swoosh. And it's so soporific that Jesus at this end lies down and goes to sleep. There's a pillow for me. Oh. <laughs> I didn't realise. Go to sleep. <laughs> Not outside of the
sing to her. And I'm not sure that you want to hear me singing, because I'm not very timeful. So I should turn my mic off any second now. But I wanted to wish you a really big, happy fourth birthday. asked to give a few words of testimony um, and uh, for 52 years and four months I lived in a house and um, last November we moved aboard a boat very different but the two questions that we got asked most when I lived in a house were what is your name and what do you do well, my name is Fiona Burt. What I do, I always struggled a bit with. Um, I was actually a biochemist. I got a degree from Exeter University. And um, I was actually a pioneer in immunogold conjugation, which you'll know better as the red line on your COVID um, test, LFT test. I was playing around with those um, 25, 30 years ago. But I gave up work to have kids. And, um, and after that, I suffered quite badly with depression. Not just postnatal depression, but it just sort of rolled on and on. And, um, and I gave up work, and I became a housewife. And I wasn't actually a very good housewife. I'm still not a very good housewife. Um, but people would always ask me, what do you do? And a few years ago, somebody asked me, what do you do? And I said, well... I gave up work when I had the kids. And she said to me very kindly, well, they'll be in school soon, um, so, you know, before you know it, um, will you go back to work then? And I said, they're 25, 22 and 20. And her face was, was sort of like, ooh. <laughs> People like to know what you do. But actually, since we moved on board the boat... The two questions that people have asked us have not been, what are your name and what do you do? But they've been, what's the name of your boat? Well, our boat's called Lutra Lutra, which in Latin means the Eurasian otter. Um, and the second question that they ask you is, where are you going? And I'm very grateful because I know exactly where I'm going not tomorrow, because we still haven't decided whether we're heading south towards London or whether we're heading north with our friends to help them back up to Yorkshire. But eternally, I know where I am going. And that's because when I was 17 and I was babysitting, um, I was, as I say, a scientist. And I babysat for a Christian family. And night after night, they would come back, offer me a coffee, and then try and persuade me. Um, to become a Christian. And 
they couldn't offer me any scientific proof, so they were on a, on a bit of a no-hoper. But then one day, they invited me to church, and I can't even say I know what they spoke about in the service, but I felt that I had to get out of that church as quickly as possible. And I left that church halfway through the service, sat on a park bench, and had the most amazing encounter with God. And the reality of God in that, on that park bench proved to me without a doubt that he exists and I haven't since then stopped believing. And it says in Romans 10 verses 8 to 11, um, where am I? Uh, to find the place. But what does it say? The word is near you, it is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith we are proclaiming, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And as the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. And so I can't really answer the question, what do I do? Um, but I can certainly answer the question of where I am going because I know without, without any shadow of doubt that I am headed for the kingdom of heaven. I'm headed to be with God who created the world. And I want you to um, hear another verse in, Roman, in Revelation 21, verse 1 to 8. This is where I'm headed. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. He who overcomes will inherit all this, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, their place will be in the fiery lake or burning sulfur. This is the second death. And I... I just wanted to say to you um, this morning three things. The first is God created you. You're not an accident. You're not created defective, inadequate, or bad. You were created good because God declared in Genesis that everything that he created was good. The world's corrupted that. I've suffered depression. I've, I've felt that pain, that suffering. But you were created as a human being, not as a human doing the world wants to categorize you by what you do, but um, you, were, you, were, you were designed by God to bring glory to him alone. 
and, uh, and, then, and then the restoration through Jesus Christ, which enables me to stand here and proca- proudly procra- proclaim, proclaim, I'm Fiona Burt, I don't have a clue what I'm doing, but I do know where I'm going. <laughs> Do I have anybody who is willing to do the reading? Thank you. Uh, the reading this morning is coming from Matthew 14, 22 to 33. Jesus walks on the water. Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him on to the, water, to the other side. While, while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on, on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come, come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were truly in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. Thank you. Beautifully read. Thank you. Okay. Um, As you've heard, this week we've been into assemblies, three assemblies at uh, uh, Knowles School, Oh, Swan, Swanbourne and uh, Mersley, that's it. <laughs> and we've had the whole range of angels, uh, a whole range of angels, they were angels, whole range of ages in the primary school, and it's been absolute blessing uh, to go in. And uh, uh, we've told that story that uh, Peter shared with you this morning, and that's one of the stories that uh, helps us deal with storms in the, uh, in the Bible. Um, this is another one, and uh, my friend Pete, uh, Paul should be sharing this morning, but sadly he's not well, and uh, so he's unable to. But uh, I've been um, mentored by Peter, my friend there, and uh, Paul for a, for a number of years since I've been in Canal Ministries, and uh, it's probably right that I stand up now and uh, take on this role. So I thank God for the honour and the privilege that he gives us to be able to share from the word. Uh, It is a a privilege and an absolute honour to be able to do it. So what is today's passage looking to tell us or teach us? Immediately. Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. 
After he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Do you ever find yourself in a situation where you've worked so hard and you've done so many things and then life comes in and you really don't have time to do that? It's really important that sometimes we lay something else aside and we just take that moment to go on the mountainside and pray and talk to our Father because that will strengthen you. And my experience this week has been teaching me how to do that. And I have. And so I've led the mission and we've watched people and the team working wonderfully together and start to step up and outside of their comfort zones as well. Many people have done things that they've never done before. Um, I've been able to just take a few minutes to, to, to just reflect on what God's got. On Friday, um, that was a, a big day for me and a big test of, uh, of what God is doing with us. So it says, I'm going to read on a little bit more. He went up the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind is against it. See, the disciples had been sent off and they were rowing hard. The sea was probably quite calm when they left and when they got going, it got rougher and harder and harder. And, and they were having to struggle. And life sometimes throws these struggles up and you have to really work through. But we mustn't forget Jesus is off praying. And we mustn't forget that our relationship with God in those times. Jesus needed to have time to pray. And the disciples were there working hard. There was a decision to be made at this point. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him, they saw a ghost. They thought it was a ghost. And they were afraid. Okay, so Jesus has allowed them to go off, but he hasn't forgotten them. They've gone off in the storm, and they've gone off and they've done what they've been told. Jesus has prayed, and now it's time for him to come up, and he's walked gently out to sea. Phenomenal. You can imagine it, can't you? If someone came to you on, on the sea suddenly, how would you think? I don't know. Would I be afraid? I'd probably think it was some sort of monster coming out of the sea. and I, hadn't re- or I might be thinking I was dreaming. I don't know. But I don't know how you would react. But they reacted with fear. What's that? But Jesus didn't leave them for a second. It says immediately, immediately, he said, find peace. He said, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. So then, what does Peter do? Peter's quite similar to many of us. He's similar to me. He said, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come to you on the water. Sometimes we don't react with total trust, do we? Peter um, 
the great man as he is, sometimes uh, he, he didn't respond the way Jesus expected him. But Jesus didn't say, come on. He just said, come to me. And we'll see. And he came out and he walked on the water. Problem is, then he started to sink. He started to sink in the water. Tell me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. Have you ever done that? You've done and you've responded. And I know this week, what God asked us to do was 100% God. But on Friday, I'll come back to Friday, I suddenly had that wobble. I did walk off into the woods for a moment, and I thought, what do we do? Do we stop everything? My team is falling down with an illness that's been around now for nearly three years, hasn't it? What do you do? God did come up with the answer. He said, get on with it. And so we have. We've muddled through this morning. It's not been a perfect service, but it's been what God wanted for us. He wanted us to to keep going. He wanted us to share with you. We have to have confidence in God. But when we don't always have the full confidence, we can still shout help. And Peter took his hand. And then they got back onto the boat. And it says, Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. He did tell him off. But he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. And then they worshipped God. They worshipped him. So that's the thing, isn't it? We can get it wrong. Are you in that place where you feel that you've gone through life, you may have been a Christian a long time, and you're starting to think, well, I haven't really made it. You might be new to your faith. You might not yet believe in Christ. And you're just thinking, but I've done so many things wrong. I just, you know, and it's my fault. I accept responsibility. I can't expect you to take that on, God. I can't expect to be forgiven for those things I've done wrong because I did it. And there are times in my life when I feel like that. I did that. Why would you want to give me that grace? Roger the other day shared at the community larder and he said what grace was. He says it's like when you hit another person's car and it's 100% your fault, And then you get out of the car and you start to say to the other driver, I'm really sorry. And they say, that's okay. And everybody drives off. That is what grace is, where God accepts what we've done. He accepts the mistakes we've done, we've made. And you say, I'm sorry. And life then can carry on in its fullness. 
Every day I come to God and I just say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for where I've got it wrong, for where I've told people or I've argued or I've done something. I know that every day I'm a man. Why did you make us like this? Well, if we weren't like this, we would not be able to experience the grace. We would not know what grace was, would we? Because we would be perfect. Perhaps that's what it is. God wants us to know his grace and his love for us. So I'd encourage you this morning, if you're struggling with accepting God's love and his forgiveness and his grace, then I'd encourage you to get hold of one of your leaders and just have some time with them. Seek some discipleship and sort it out because God wants you close to him. He's forgiven you. He's forgiven each one of us with his grace. If you want to make a start with God, then find one of, our, one of us this morning. We'd love to pray with you. We'd find it an honour to pray with you. It's time to walk with him. Don't leave it till tomorrow. Tomorrow he may have come back. Do it today. Thank you. So, David Griffiths. Thank you. Good morning. In Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4, verse 18, it says, Jesus is walking beside the Sea of Galilee. He sees two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They're casting their nets into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. Jesus, as we've heard this morning, continues to call us and follow him through the power of the Holy Spirit and to share the joy of knowing him with others. My wife Liz and I have been really blessed this week by spending time down by the canal with these wonderful people we have amongst us this morning. I also am an emotional person and have had mental health needs. But I know that seeing these people and being around these people this week has spurred me on has given me a renewed joy in the love of Jesus. This song is called Fishers of Men. Come with me and I'll make you fishers of men Throw away your old life and you will live again 
Come with me and I'll make you fishers of men Throw away your old life and you will live again Looking for a love that is so strong The road's not easy, the road is long But there's a light to guide our way Look him straight in the eye, don't turn your head away Turn your head away Open your heart To what you know is true He opened his arms On the cross just for you He took the guilt of the world on that glorious day He shed his blood and he washed our sins away Washed our sins away We say thank you, Lord, for coming into our lives Helping us in the good times Being with us in our strife We know we can turn to you for all of our needs Only your will, Lord, is what we seek What we see Come with me and I'll make you Fishers of men Throw away your old life You will live again Come with me and I'll make you fishers of men Throw away your old life and you will live again
Okay, we, we come to you with our time of prayer. After each prayer, could you please respond when we say the words, in your mercy, would you respond with, hear our prayer. Glorious God, we give you honour, praise this morning, for you are, for who you are. We are ever grateful for the access we have to, the, to you, our Holy Father, through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, our Saviour, within whom we are nothing. In your mercy, hear our prayer. We praise you, O Lord God, for our Queen, who has recently celebrated her Platinum Jubilee. We thank you for her faith in you and ask that you would bless her and the rest of the royal family. We also ask that you would guide our government in these difficult times as they lead our country. We ask, God, that you would fill them with your wisdom and help them, Lord, to make laws based on your holy word. In your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we particularly thank you for those in this Christian centre who have been praying for your guidance opening of doors over the last few years, that your gospel might be further proclaimed here in Water Eaton and particularly during this week, Lord. We thank you for all those who have committed their time to the uh, Botus Christian Fellowship and Canal Ministries' mission to proclaim that Jesus is the only way, the truth and the life. Amen. We praise you that this gospel truth has borne fruit. In this we rejoice. We pray, O Holy God, that you would continue the good work you have begun. In your mercy, hear our prayer. And Lord God, we pray for all those in this area of Water Eaton and Bletchley who are suffering either physically, physically, emotionally, or through bereavement, or indeed with mental illness. We pray for Marie's test results this week. We pray, O oh Lord God, that you would bring comfort and peace to her. We ask, Lord, that you would heal her. Lord God, we know that you are the only one who can bring comfort in their inner being. You can heal bodies as you did when you walked on this earth and strengthen minds of those who trust in you. In your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy Father of our Lord Jesus, on this Father's Day, we greatly remember that you are our Heavenly Father, who leads us in the ways that we should go. We thank you for the men who have, are leading their families according to your way of mercy, compassion and love.
We pray for the single fathers, whether they're raising their children alone or even um, trying to do their best um, in, in separation. We pray for strength and protection, wisdom, discernment to help those through ever, whatever trials they may be facing. We pray for fathers who are alienated from their children for whatever reasons. We pray you would open up opportunities for them to spend time with their children, building them up, and fulfilling their desires to be good fathers. We ask, O Lord, that you would comfort and sustain them, help them to turn to you for wisdom in overcoming the barriers. We pray that you would bless all men who would like to become fathers, but for whatever reason are not. Almighty God, we ask these prayers in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for receiving us so warmly this morning. Um, it's been absolutely lovely to be here. I'm going to say the blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. in your precious name. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Chris and um, friends, thank you so much for leading us this morning. Um, Shall we show our appreciation just one more time? Um, For your generosity and your offering this morning and this week. Um, For those of you who would um, normally uh, give an offering this morning, we're going to take up an offering just as you leave. Please feel free to put it in the plate and we will um, give that as a gift back to you um, guys and your team um, to say thank you and to help you with any resources um, that you need or any people that you know who are in need um, on the waterways. Um, Please stay for refreshments. Um, teas and coffees will be served I think through in the hall Um, brilliant thanks Michael Um, and there is ice cream also and um, for Father's Day um, if you're a dad particularly you can have two flakes (laughs) 
Um, so please, there are served in the cafe area. Do um, please stay if you can. And do take up that opportunity. If there's anything that you've heard this morning that you want to ask a bit more about or take a bit further, ask uh, one of the team or myself, Kevin, others. that would be really glad to chat with you if you'd like to. But do stay around and let's have some fellowship together. Thank you.